Hi guys, a beautiful morning to you all. Today's Bible reading will be taken from Revelation 2, and our memory verse got it from Revelation chapter 2, verse 29, NLT version. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Let's take a few moments to ask the Holy Spirit to open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to be saying to us today. Revelation 2 is a continuation of Revelation 1. In Revelations 1, we saw that Jesus Christ appeared to John in a vision when John was in the spirit. And Jesus Christ was trying to explain what the seven lampstand and the seven stars meant. So this chapter is a message to a few of these churches that the letter was supposed to be sent to. This message is to the church in Ephesus. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand. The one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say that they are apostles but are not. You have discovered that they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works that you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. But this is in your favor. You ate the evil deeds of Nicolaitans just as I do. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give good fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. In this letter to the church of Ephesus, Jesus Christ introduced himself as the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. He acknowledged them and said, he knows what he, all, all they've been doing. He sees their hard work. He sees them. He sees their precious endurance. He sees how they don't tolerate evil. But then there's something he noticed, that their love has decreased. They don't love God anymore. You know, they're just doing these things because... We are Christians, this is how we are supposed to be doing it, right? But no, God wants your heart, not just your actions. He desires your heart. He said, you don't love me or each other as much as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works that you did at first. If you don't repent, I'll come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. Like in the other chapters that we read, we understood that love is a very, very important factor to God. If your heart is not involved, God doesn't want it. And move on. And this is the message to the church in Smyria. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Smyria. This is the message from the one who is the first and the last, who was dead but now is alive. I know about your suffering and your poverty. But you are rich. I know the blasphemy of those opposing you. They say they are Jews, but they are not because their synagogues belongs to Satan. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for 10 days, but if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. Anyone with ear to ear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Whoever is victorious will not be armed by the second death. So in this chapter, Jesus Christ told the church of Samaria that he has seen their suffering, he sees all they are doing, but they are rich because when he finally, come, finally comes, 
to collect the true riches they are rich in eternal life. Bosu says that he knows of all the blasphemy that is opposing them. He sees all these things and they should not be afraid because there will be more testings, there will be more trials. So they should stand strong. Anyone with ears to listen must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying. Whoever is victorious will not be harmed by the second death. So we understand that there is a second death. The second death is damnation into fire, eternal fire. That is the second death. We're moving on to the next message, the message to the church in Pergamum. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Pergamum. This is the message from the one with the sharp two-edged sword. I know that you live in the city where Satan has a throne. Yet, you have remained loyal to me. You refuse to deny me even when Antipas, my faithful witness, was martyred among you there in Satan's city. But I have a few complaints against you. You tolerate some among you whose teaching is like that of Balak, who showed Balak how to trip up the people of Israel. He taught them to sin by eating food offered to idols and by committing sexual sin. In a similar way, you have some Nicolaitans among you who follow the same teaching. Repent of your sin, or I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that has been eaten away in heaven, and I will give to each one a white stone, and on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. Christ spoke to the church in Pergamon, and he spoke about, you know, how they've remained loyal to him despite the fact that the city that they are in is the city of the, of satan but they've still remained holy but he also said that he has a complaint that they they are accepting nicolaitans people that their beliefs are different from them that they are teaching people to trip they're teaching people how to eat food that is offered to idols and to commit sexual sins so he's saying that they should repent of their sins or he will suddenly come and fight against them with the sword of his mouth the next message is to the message to the church in Thyatira. Write this letter to, to the angel of the church in Thyatira. This is the message from the Son of God, whose eyes are like the flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. I know all the things you do. I have seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance, and I can see your constant improvement in all these things. But I have co- this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servant astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. I give her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I will throw her on a bed of suffering, and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds. I will strike her children dead, and all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person. And I'll give to each one of you whatever you deserve. But I have also a message to the rest of you in Tiatira, who have not followed this false teaching. And we ask nothing more of you except that you hold tightly to what you have until I come. To all who are victorious who obey me in this very end, to them I will give authority over all the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay plots. They will have the same authority I received from my father, and I will also give them the morning star. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the church. To this particular church, 
Christ literally said they were perfect. He said, I know all the things you do. I have seen your love. Their love is there. Their faith, their service, and their patient endurance. And he also sees constant improvement in all these things. You know, their love is not just standing in one place. Their love is growing. Their faith is getting stronger. Their service is increasing. Their patient endurance is still standing. But he said, there's one thing that can actually spoil something there. Is the fact that you people are permitting this lady is making people go astray. She's teaching them immorality and sexual sins and telling them to eat food that are offered to idols. He said he gave her time to repent, but she doesn't want to repent. But then those that have, you know, stayed with this woman, if they repent, they'll have eternal life. But if they don't, they'll still feel this suffering that she's going to enter because she does not want to repent. But then after he spoke about this immoral woman, he said to the rest of the church, the rest of the people in this church, that they don't accept her. He says that he will ask nothing more of them. That they are literally perfect. But that they should continue to hold tight to what you are, they have. Continue to hold tight to what you have. Or else you can lose it. So even if you are literally perfect right now, keep holding on to what you have. Don't let it go. Stay faithful until the very end. Because what shall it profit you if you are literally perfect now? And then next week you are discouraged. Jesus Christ comes next week. What's going to happen? Please and please and please hold on tight to what you have until he comes. And this is how we end today's Bible study. I hope you guys have a great day filled with inviting the Holy Spirit into your daily activities. I love you and Jesus loves you even more.